Hello and welcome to the Paediatric Research Podcast for September 2015. I'm Kerry Smith. Caffeine. Many of us wouldn't contemplate getting up without our daily dose in coffee or tea. Now, you probably wouldn't give it to your child or baby, but several studies have suggested that in the special case of premature babies with breathing difficulties, caffeine can actually help them breathe on their own more easily and even improve brain development. That picture, however, has been complicated by a new study in paediatric research. A team led by Terry Inder from Brigham and Women's Hospital at Harvard Medical School ran a new trial with high doses of caffeine. They figured, well, if some caffeine helps a bit, maybe more would help a lot. The standard dose of caffeine in these studies was the equivalent of drinking a cup of coffee every two hours for an adult. The high dose, as much caffeine as one cup every half hour. Terry told me about their results, first giving me some background to the research. The problem that we we use caffeine to treat is apnea of prematurity and this is a very common condition in babies that are born who are less than 32 weeks, Uh, so in other words seven months of pregnancy or less and this is associated with pausing in breathing and it's really a maturational thing in that the brain and the brain stem isn't mature enough to control regular breathing movements because the baby was still anticipating being in the uterus and not outside in uh, in the world. Um, How did you think that caffeine administration might help? So uh, interestingly, um, we know that caffeine administration does stimulate breathing. It also stimulates the heart rate and uh, in the large randomised controls that have been uh, done, it seems to um, help with closing a thing called the ductus arteriosus, which is sort of another area that can bypass parts of the heart. Um, So there were several uh, positive physiological effects, but particularly for the brain, we had done a previous study uh, in a small number of children where we'd looked at the white matter development using MRI and shown that in children that were randomised to receive normal doses, standard doses of caffeine, that they had better developed white matter than the children who in the randomised controlled trial got placebo. So our, our thought was that if one cup of coffee is good, maybe two is better, and that we would assist in protecting the white matter of the brain through a mechanism um, mediated through adenosine receptors. And so that's, the, that's what you knew about the mechanism behind the beneficial effects of the standard dose of caffeine, these receptors? Correct. Correct. These receptors are part of the, the way that, that caffeine works so effectively to enhance breathing, but it also independently uh, could be having a protective effect on white matter development in the immature brain. And in your study then, you gave preterm infants the standard dose of caffeine or a higher dose, um, less than a day after they were born. What were the effects of the, well, I suppose we should start with the high dose of caffeine. Correct. So the the rationale was, um, in contrast to other studies, the previous uh, trials that had been done waited until they knew the infant was ready to be extubated from the breathing machine to try and make sure that the baby could stay off the breathing machine by having uh, enough respiratory effort. We said, well, we're not going to consider whether they're going to get off the ventilator or not. We're going to give this as almost a neuroprotectant um, to see whether we can um, 
can improve brain development in these very, very tiny babies. So it, it was a very different approach because we weren't requiring the baby to be nearing extubation. So what we found, um, contrary to our uh, hypothesis, was that the infants who received the very high dose um, were found to have a higher risk of brain injury, and in particular uh, bleeding into the cerebellum. That presumably surprised you. It surprised us a lot. Um, and it may well be uh, that it's a, in, in these particularly very small babies, giving these very high doses this early in their, um, in their course when they are physiologically unstable, maybe, being, maybe compounding uh, their risk of changes in the patterns of blood flow into the brain that may be making them more vulnerable to to hemorrhaging or, or bleeding in these very susceptible areas in the cerebellum in these very tiny babies. I mean, it's, it's sort of a, a shock to find the result and sad that it wasn't a treatment that was working for these babies. I mean, when do you stop a trial like this when you've realised that there's a negative result of an administration? Yes, so we actually called a uh, data safety uh, committee meeting halfway through this trial um, because we were uh, a little bit anxious about finding so much uh, cerebellar hemorrhage um, in in the babies. And the uh, the committee looked at the results independent. I, I didn't know which babies were getting um, high dose or low dose. Um, and the committee looked at it and, and stated that they felt we should continue the trial because um, there wasn't sufficient data to be uh, concerned to cease the trial early. So we completed out the numbers that we had originally intended to recruit. Um, and then, of course, uh, the finding uh, did come out as being significant once we had completed the full recruitment. So it was um, surprising to us. We had done it anticipating to see a beneficial effect. And, you know, I think it's just like many things in neonatology, um, it, it just um, behoves us to do these trials because what makes sense from a you know from a, an investigative point of view to sort of to do doesn't often work out to be the way you would anticipate when when you're you're blinded to what is actually happening. Did the standard dose of caffeine still have the beneficial effect you'd seen from previous trials? Yes. So the standard dose um, and even the high dose, I mean, it was only in the first 36 hours of life that we gave the high dose. And certainly we didn't see any other detrimental effects from the high dose in terms of uh, effects on uh, other systems or growth or feeding or things that have sometimes been reported with caffeine. So we found no other detrimental effects, but we certainly found uh, concerns in terms of brain injury and no other beneficial effects. And so, I mean, high-dose caffeine, I suppose, isn't something that you'd continue to trial, or, or is it worth exploring? No. No. Uh, I, I definitely would be extremely anxious. Um, and if it was to be trialled, I think it should be after the first 48 hours of life, when the infants are a little bit more physiologically stable, and they're less likely to have these fluxes in blood pressure and in their cerebral blood flow. Our cohort was um, additionally, you know, we, we had wondered whether there was some interaction going on also with uh, fentanyl, which we were using in the babies that were ventilated for pain relief. So there may be other 
interactive effects with other medications. So I think if high-dose caffeine does need to be used for an infant who is not responding to you know, to smaller doses that, as I say, it should be after the first 48 hours of life and in infants who are hopefully not on other medications that may be affecting cerebral blood flow. And so do you see any further trials then of any of any type going on as a result of, of this study? So I think that this study would um, make people pause. Uh, it, it may well be, and there have been uh, other studies that have looked at higher doses of caffeine being used, as I say, at a sort of slightly later time point, at the time the baby's ready to be extubated, to see if the higher doses are more likely to be successful in keeping the baby off the ventilator machine. And indeed, that does seem to there does seem to be some safety profile there. So I think as long as we can avoid this first 72 hours when we know there's so much flux in uh, in the in the cerebral physiology, then I think it would be fine to, to have the rationale to say we'd like to use slightly higher doses at later time points if needed. Many of the babies respond very favourably to just the standard doses. Obviously, when a woman is pregnant, not everything from her body makes it over to the fetus's body, but there is evidence to suggest that caffeine during pregnancy isn't something that you should indulge in you know, regularly or too much. I mean, is there are there any effects of caffeine in the womb? I mean, does it have any of the same kind of mechanistic effects? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, depending on how much, I think, the person takes in, um, it has been shown that the fetus can become, like their heart rate can go up after a woman has drunk a very strong cup of coffee. So there definitely does appear to be the capacity for the caffeine to get over uh, into the fetus. Now, when you're a healthy fetus in utero growing, you probably don't want to be exposed to these agents um, because your brain has got all the natural protectants around it. When you're born prematurely, though, then you, you know, you're frame shifted in terms of the vulnerability of the brain. Yeah, and then, you know, the the usual, the standard rules may go out the window. Correct, yeah. So that's where, you know, it's, it's um, you know, another example is, you know, when, we, when, a, when a baby has had a lack of blood flow or uh, oxygen to the brain and they're having seizures, we know that in that setting, giving an, a medicine that would stop seizures is beneficial to protect the brain. If the brain is otherwise healthy and we give that same medicine, we know it causes uh, neuronal death um, that shouldn't be occurring. So, it, it, you know, the brain will respond very differently depending on the circumstances. That was Terry Inder, who's at Brigham and Women's Hospital at Harvard Medical School. More podcasts like this on the Paediatric Research website, along with all the cutting-edge research you're expecting to find there. Nature.com slash PR. I'm Kerry Smith. Thanks for listening.